Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm here again with my fellow co-hosts Vance and Clint, and with us tonight is a very special guest, our number one fan on the podcast, Jaime. Say hello, Jaime. Hey, good to be here, guys. Huge fan. Yeah, it's great to Hi, have Jaime. you on board. Hello. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep. yep. And for the audience out there, and for Clint, who keeps reminding me, and I keep forgetting, we are live on Twitch for our Thank podcast you, listeners out there. <laughs> so yeah, tonight, we're, it's, a, it's, we're, it's a relaxing episode. We're just going to sit back, talk about video games. I know we cover a lot of a broad range of topics on the show, from Marvel movies to Marvel TV shows to Star Wars, which is Clint's personal favorite topic star wars and then uh video games and tonight we're just going to be talking video games and jaime's bringing a special perspective uh jaime you grew up in mexico right that is right man awesome i'm really interested in to hear uh about uh gaming culture in mexico especially i guess when you were growing up there and uh, it, uh what how it was like then and what's it like now uh, if you can relate that to us in the, in the audience, that would be awesome. Well, let's get right into the show, and we're going to start off uh, with a simple question, and we'll go with, on my screen, left to right, start with Clint. The question is, what games are you playing? You got a notepad ready? Oh, that many, huh? Okay. Oh, okay, let's see here. So this week, I have played... Uh, what is this? Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. I've played Alien Isolation. I played GTA 5 Online. I played and beat both Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. And I was just playing... Actually, I'm in the middle of robbing a bank right now in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I paused it when you sent the text that you were ready to go live. So I'm in a bank right now, ready to blow some safe, depo- uh, safe deposit boxes. So yeah, what is that? Seven games or something? Wow. I'm looking for the looking for the new thing right now. And you beat? You said you beat uh, Subnautica again, and yeah. Subnautica Below Zero again. Yes, but and that's just all in the last week. Yeah, but. <laughs> Like Subnautica, like beating Subnautica and beating Subnautica Below Zero is like a day, like a total, like a day of playtime or something. Uh, Subnautica, like, is an actual challenging game that takes some time, but I'm fairly efficient at it at this point, and I'm not as efficient as I used to be either. Like, it took me longer than it should have, and I had to do things a little differently. But then Subnautica Below Zero, I hadn't played it since like the launch, or except for you know screwing around here or there, and I still that game is so short, man. Like, it made me happy I was looking into this that they didn't call it Subnautica 2, so there's still hope for the next, you know, the, the next Subnautica game might be a bigger experience like the first Subnautica. But yeah, knocked both those out. Uh, rage quit Alien Isolation. Hey, uh, Tony, <laughs> what ask part me, did you get to? Ask me what level I played it on. You played it uh, What level did you play it on, Clint? I call it the opposite of Tony level. I played on hard. <laughs> it said, I was looking through the thing and it said hard is 
the recommended way to play the game. So I played it on hard. And I was going through and like some of the learning curve stuff, like apparently the alien, which is actually a xenomorph like you see in uh, Alien Fireteam Elite, is uh, he learns what you do. So like I'd be hiding in a locker often <laughs> when he was around and he learned that. So he'd start coming over the locker and then you have to like lean back and squat down and all this stuff. And uh, like, I'm trying to read what it's telling me the buttons are to do these things as it's telling me to do it. And I'm dying, you know, and then it's like, Oh, you got to hold your breath. I'm like, okay, dude, like whatever you want. And this one, I got to the part where I was in, uh, it was like act six or chapter six or something. Mm-hmm. And every single time I like activated this, you know, plant of something or other and i'm trying to leave and he was in all the places like every vent he'd be above every single vent and there's all these guys who are super aggroed on me who are trying to shoot me he doesn't care that they are shooting (laughs) about those guys that are making all the noise doesn't care he is hiding an event waiting for me like it didn't it it upset me to the point that i'm like yeah i'm done and i just stopped playing i'm probably not going to play it again so it was too hard for you. Yeah. If I had done it on the Tony <laughs> level difficulty, <laughs> so breeze if you'd done yeah. it on the uh, yeah my level of difficulty, you might actually uh, have enjoyed the game. <laughs> this is possible. <laughs> this is possible. It's not really about enjoyment as much as it's about having my pride intact. And I would say, having gone the hard mode route, I still have my pride, even though I reached. Oh, quit okay, it. gotcha. Yeah. Jaime, what about you? Alright, in the last seven days I've played three games. I played a, a, a couple of rounds of, what was that game? Tribes of Midgar, which I was surprised to learn that it was a Gearbox game, which you know, I'm a huge fan of Gearbox. Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which I think I think it's a good game. I don't think it's an amazing game. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Tiny Tina. You know, she she's a little girl who's all gangster. And I've been playing a lot of King of Fighters online with. So you guys have seldomly touched on uh, fighting games. That's a one I'm going to recommend out there for the community. There's a reason. There's a reason that uh, you know our knowledge of fighting games is uh, fairly limited because uh, we stink. I mean, at least I do. I don't know about the other two guys, but uh, yeah, I am no good at them. I'm in the same boat. Interesting, uh, interestingly enough, I just uh, I was just gonna say that in, fought in a tournament, Street Fighter Five tournament. Um, it was my first fighting game tournament. It lasted all of like four minutes. It was the best. It was best of five matches. I got Ooh. swept in three, and uh, <laughs> you know after the after the match, the guy I fought was like, "Yeah, you probably don't want to jump around so much." <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like there was a couple of times i could have just you know destroyed you while you're in the midair and i just uh, held back and i'm like okay thanks for making me feel good i think <laughs> but uh yeah that's my only experience with the fighting uh, as a contestant and a, a competitor in a fighting game uh but i'll say this though clint if you're playing alien isolation man kudos to you that the the xenomorph apparently I've read levels up as you play. So not only does he learn your patterns, but he also has like a skill tree that the AI makes it learn and make it do new things to try to mess you up. Okay, I mean, 
We do not encourage Clint by giving him you know uh, uh, compliments in his gameplay. Okay, so that's that's a that's just a warning. Okay, no, no. Strike one. (laughs) You know what they say: two strikes and you're out. So be careful. Okay. What else you got? Jaime, what else you, uh, you said? Uh, Tribes of Midgard and uh, what else? I said Tiny Tina, King of Fighters. And man, I've got in my backlog a cup. I got, I've picked up Dying Light 2. I want to play that one. It's, really? it, it seems like it's a great game, man. But I just got to get through Tiny Tina because what happens is when I play a game, I stick with it until I'm done with it. And, and I don't like bounce around in the middle of like games that have, you know, a decent plot and progression on them. And that's right. the good thing about tribes of Midgard or fighting games. You know, you have a couple of rounds, you move on to something else that, you know, you can get a lot more invested in kind of like Elden Ring. I'm scared to play that because then I'm not going to play anything else for the next five months. You right. should do it. It's worth it. No, no. Last year, Tony, I, I went to Tony. I said, hey, man, uh, I just finished playing my, my last game. I can't remember what it was. What do you recommend? He said, oh, you know, my daughter likes Persona 5, so I get in it, you know. A hundred hours later, you know, like that meme that's out there, uh, it's like <laughs> I, I finished playing the game. And you know how at the end of the year you can get a summary from PlayStation that says how, how much time you played each game? Persona 5 was the, the top game that I played the most out of anything last year by like 50 hours. <laughs> mm. Okay. And that's just that's just doing the main the main camp campaign. It's not like doing side quests, not trying to level up and max out characters. So, so I get that's... the award for wasting somebody else's time. <laughs> Only until he <laughs> plays <laughs> Elden Ring, and then I'll and I'll get it. I'm number I'm I'm, I'm number one on your uh, on your wife's aggro list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm gaming right now. Probably Dying Light 2 is what I'm in about about to jump into once I yeah. finish Tiny Tina. Did you complete and you and you uh, I'm assuming you played number one. Yes. Great game, if I have to say something. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. platinum it? Of course not. I, very few people <laughs> did. Did you, Tony? Uh no, I didn't. Oh, I was actually <laughs> serving it up to you. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll go look. I might have. I don't know. But um, I was trying to, like, you know, I don't want. I didn't want to say I did, and you know, have the audience go out there and look at my uh, PlayStation uh, uh, name and say he didn't complete that. That liar. Well, it's Whiskey Jack, by the way, for the listeners out there. Two J's. Two J's. Two J's. Right. By the way, I have platinum. One game in my lifetime, and that's the Spider, the PlayStation Four Spider-Man game. Well, one. So you're not a completionist. Mm-mm. Okay, I would have taken you for a completionist, but no, no, I, I complete the campaign. Not the way he explained his Persona Five. Yeah, run. It didn't strike <laughs> me as a completionist. No. <laughs> All right, Vance. You want to know what I'm playing? Yeah, what are you playing? Nothing. Ooh. <laughs> I believe um, it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just got so busy. I just got so busy. Uh, I do want to play something. 
Um, what is the question? You know, because uh, I think I have like eighty-five hours of Elden Ring, and that's like that's not even touching like really deep into the story. That's just like I think I'm on the fourth story boss, so I'm just running around. What boss stuff are you up. fighting now? Uh, the man in the desert. Radon still. Yeah, yeah. So I usually leave, level up about two levels, come back, get destroyed, leave, go beat up on you know some little people. Like, hey, I think I told y'all last time, I was running around there uh, where you first come in with like no weapon, no shield, just punching people, you know, because like you know I was just so much. Got to flex on them. Right, I just was like, <laughs> ah, I can't be the man in the desert, so I'm gonna beat you up. Ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah, using the summons that are in there, or are you do- trying to do it without? Oh, I'm using all the summons. So all the summons. When you call the summons, there's a couple of things. One is that if they die, you can resummon them. Correct. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. But everyone that you summon increases his health pool. Mm-hmm. So you are doing all of your attacks are doing less damage because you have all other summons in there. So they're be, they're going to be hitting him for like what, like 13 or something. You know, they're hitting him for nothing when they're attacking him. Right. So you're prolonging the amount of time that you have to be in there with him, and you do less damage, and he's more unpredictable because he might switch targets, right? I recommend doing it without the summons, man. You'll, you'll find that every hit you, you take on him does mm-hmm. like five or six times more damage, and uh, it's easier. You can stay close to him, yeah, like okay. as close as you can. Yeah, yeah. You'll Bad knock idea. it out. You'll knock Bad it out. Idea. What level are you? Maybe 75. I'm going to tell you right now, there. if you drop all your summons and you go in there and you go ham on that guy solo, you're going to take him out a lot easier. Yeah, I've tried. Have you learned his moveset? Nope. And I've watched, mind you, mind you, I'm watching YouTube before I even fight the bosses. See? It's really, this See? game is really outside your wheelhouse, man. Correct. <laughs> See, there you, there you go. There you go. Now, hey, now look. Now, if this was Call of Duty, you give me a sniper, I'm I would like to know the percentage of people that have started Elden Ring that have actually finished Elden Ring. Mm. Because I know a bunch of people started Elden Ring. I like a right. bunch of people. Well, you could look right. at the trophy. You could uh, look at the trophy, yeah. Because you could even look at, like, Radon is a remembrance, which gives an achievement. So you could see what what percentage of players that have played the game on PlayStation. Mm. did not complete it. I actually think it's like 40% or something. You think it's 40% of people have completed the game? That's a very high number. At one point, it was a lot higher than that. Because I I looked at these when it was new. Because, like, when I beat Melania, Melania, it was like half of 1% of people had beat her. And, like, Radon, I think when I looked at that, it was... uh, he, they nerfed him. I don't know if you know that. They nerfed Radon like a week after it came out or two weeks. He used to do, I think it was like 40% more damage or something like that. And that, you know, that spinning attack he does, like where he like swings his swords out at you and they have like, it seems like it has crazy range. Mm-hmm. They nerfed the range. It used to have longer range. And I remember dying to <laughs> oh, it, fighting him too. Oh, did they? Did they nerf it? Because I can't tell. I can't tell they nerfed yeah. it. Yeah, they, they nerfed it. <laughs> Oh, it, hey, hey, then the move where he jumps up and he's, like, coming back from outer space or whatever. You really, die to it? 
all the time. I'm like, I'm like, so I, so I sit there. I don't move until like the light gets, you know, kind of bright. I say, okay, so he's descending. Then I start moving, you know, because I'm like, okay, if I move too early, then yeah, you know, he's gonna whatever. But I'm like, no, I'm waiting until, and I'm looking at him, and then I'm on a horse, and I'm going, no, 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 and I'm like, ain't no way. Okay, ain't no I, way. I, I'm gonna help you out because we're friends. I don't necessarily agree with this, but I'm gonna just let you in on a little something. Mm-hmm. Can you pretty? Re- easily or pr- pretty consistently get him to a second phase where he does that jump up uh, jump away thing uh yeah then he has like 20 little glowing balls around him that yeah. doesn't move until you get close yeah i'm a, you could skip all that go down to the beach because you know the desert goes to the to the water and there's open water there right and when he goes up in the air go stand right on the edge of the of the the beach right before the water mm-hmm. he will slide in or fall into the water and die and you will beat him yeah, we're going to see. So let's get into the meat of the episode. Uh, what, the soda in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> soda in the bag. Hey, you brought I, it up. That's hey, a great pay. Right. Hey, 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 I am a soda, a soda connoisseur, so right. I'm really interested so in what type we of have, he's holding so the we soda. Were, so we were watching, for the audience, we were watching uh, Moon, uh, Moon Knight. And I think it was episode, what, three? When they, not spoilers, but you know, not to give spoilers, but there's a scene where we're in the street of uh, streets of uh, Cairo. I'm assuming it's Cairo. And uh, one of the actors um, is talking to the uh, you know, another main actor, and uh, they have a plastic bag with looks like Coke in it. Um, and we were, we were talking about, you know, the details of the show, how we appreciated the details of the show, because, you know, who would have thought a Coke in a plastic bag, right? And uh, Jaime, we were, I was telling you about it, and uh, you were like, yeah, they do that in Mexico. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe we're strange here in America. Like, everybody else drinks out of plastic bags. So Doesn't Canada have melted <laughs> bags? It's like a thing. People like their liquid in plastic for some reason, like plastic bags. So uh, Jaime... Yeah, you, uh, you, you want to care to share uh, share the, uh, the the cultural phenomenon of uh, soda in bags, plastic bags. So so this is kind of dated, right? I I mean, I grew up and I lived in Mexico till I was like twenty five. You know, I, I I look like I'm twenty eight, but I'm not. But uh, point is, is that before you would still go to the grocery store, and you could get like a soda, and you know how before you have to take like the the glass bottles and trade it in and you could get like a, a, so a brand new soda in the bottle and take it home. So you, there was like this trading system. Let's say you go to the soda to, to, to buy a soda, but you don't have a, you, you're not bringing your, your glass bottle. You, you'd have to pay extra or you can get it in a, in a plastic bag. So you get in a plastic bag, they drop in a little, little, uh, was it a straw? And, you know, you, as you go, you're drinking your, your soda, your Fanta, your, uh, there's another like mineral water that people would do. And you're, you're on the street, you're going anywhere, you're drinking your, your little soda in a bag. But get this, at some point, you know, the, the Coca-Cola execs in South America, in Mexico, and all these countries realize that people are doing this. And, you know, Coca-Cola is really big about brand recognition. So, you know, you see the, the bottle, you recognize it's a Coke. 
Well, they started distributing to to all the little stores bags that actually had the shape of a Coca-Cola box. So if you go and get this this the soda and and it's like it's a Coke, and you put it you get it in your plastic bag. Guess what? Your little plastic bag looks like a Coke bottle. So no way. Yes, <laughs> oh, I promise you. That's so cool. It is. And I was ready like, to really hate Coca Cola when you started telling that story. Like yeah. I'm gonna be selling stocks and everything just based on whatever you said. I was ready for it. Yeah, you pulled it back. <laughs> And this is, and you know, and I, at one point in time, my grandparents used to have a, a convenience store and, you know, all the grandkids, we would like go in and, you know, basically run the place. <laughs> I mean, a couple hundred people a day would come in and, hey, you know, I want a, a soda, you know, here you go back, it, they take it. <laughs> it was a, so I was like, so surprised that, that, you know, you guys were reflecting on the episode and saying, yeah. I think I think you're saying the episode is somewhere in Egypt, I, I guess, and you're saying, oh, no, they they must do that. I was like, man, they do this in Mexico all the time, and you know, it's 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 like the most normal thing, and it's I kind of miss it because believe it or not, a Coke or or a soft drink off of a glass bottle has a different flavor. Oh yeah. I know that yeah. with my Dr. Peppers, man. Dr. Pepper out of a bottle versus Dr. Pepper out of a can. I, I can't mess with the bottles. Dude, it's got to be a can. Now imagine a Dr. Pepper in a plastic bag that came out of a bottle. Mm. Glass bottle. Yeah, uh, that's great. I remember Tony and I a couple years back, we were talking about um, that Coke in a can is the best. Like two liter, 20 ounce, 16 ounce, whatever, eight ounce. That can, ice cold, is just... It's a different taste. Like it you really said, man, is. that can like whew, different well, taste. Well, here, here, I mean, next time you guys go grocery shopping, you know, or, or for any any of the podcast listeners too, if you're like somewhere in the convenience store and you see that they sell like these little glass bottles, soft drinks, and, and usually now they'll sell them like really, really tiny, but they used to be like yeah, tall. Uh, go ahead, pick one up. You'll be you're in for a good time. Like. Malta or something like that. Oh no, Malta is like another. It's like another type of drink. I think it's isn't it like brand Goya? I think it, Goya. it might be Goya. Goya. It's yeah. in the Goya section. But yeah, no, that. no, no. Pick, find, find. I bet you you'll find a Coke somewhere. All right, hold on, let me see some. All right, so direct direct eye contact said that people in India uh, put ice cream scoops on slices of bread. Is that true? Anybody know? Anybody know? I've not been there. Ice this is a Coke scoops. production process proves that can Coke tastes as much as like Coke as they intended. All of the other distribution sources show that there are flaws. I can see that. The only thing with a glass bottle, though, I would say, anybody who has ever drunk out of a glass bottle, sometimes, man, yo, you got you got to drink it a certain way because it hurts your lips. You know what I'm saying? But maybe I was one kid <laughs> drinking it. You know, so you got to drink it like the commercial. You know, it's like you got to you got to like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much pour it in, yeah, yeah. Because the glass bottle, there's no give. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I've almost chipped teeth before. Right. You remember that uh, that commercial was like Mountain Dew or something with Buster Rhymes, and he uh, takes the, the Mountain Dew. I think it was Mountain Dew or Surge or something, and he takes it and he's like, ah, and he just like pours it down into his throat from like you know a foot above his head or whatever. Like it was crazy, man. Man, Surge. I don't even know if y'all remember Surge. You know, Surge was. 
Ooh. I think Surge was re- was reinvented as Vault, but it wasn't as strong. Like like Vault had to be turned down. I think it might be only like one country, maybe two countries left that actually still uh, have Surge. Uh, Surge was where it's at. You guys remember Surge? Oh, I remember Surge because mm. Surge had the wide mouthpiece. Like, oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like this is the average one. Yeah, Surge's mouthpiece was bigger. I think that's that might be the that might be the wide one. Mm-hmm. It, you remember that Cokes uh, or canned sodas used to have that really thin, uh, you know, hole that you would drink it through, and I think that introduced the wide mouth opening to the world, probably. Right. So is this is is this like how I met your mother, where they they all drank this drink called tantrum, and it like got them all hyped up. And like the wife at the end of the episode is like on right. top of the car just screaming the name of the song. It was like loaded with caffeine, right? Like yeah, it was like a problem. Yeah. It was it was it it why did it get pulled? It wasn't like for lack of sales, wasn't it? Like it was Nah, it was something with the kids, like it yeah, was safe for kids or something, something, you know, somebody I remember cancel culture. Yeah. That didn't <laughs> exist in like ninety nine, man. Right. It wasn't the same back then. But uh, man, surge was where it's at. Hey, I got, I got a question for you guys. And in, in this, in this, all gamers probably might have a different answer. But what is your choice drink when you're gaming? Ooh, I always have a glass of Coke with ice. I, I'll have I'll have a green monster if I can. Mm, interesting. I've got the uh, white monster. But normally, I was going to say, Pepper. I was going to say, how many times have we had to stop gaming because, like, excuse me, gentlemen, I've got to go get a Dr. Pepper. That's exactly <laughs> how I would have said it, too. <laughs> like a nerd would say it. And then um, you come back, and then you come back with the can right next to your mic. Right. <laughs> because my mic would be on my headset, and I couldn't open it so far away from my mouth so as to delay the amount of time before I could take a drink, right? Yeah. I had right. to have it nice and close so I could just pour it in I had this immediately. side suspicion that you were you're getting paid by Dr. Pepper to give us like a commercial every time we're playing. Because mm. <laughs> we have to listen to the Do you hear that, Dr. Pepper? We are uh, right. seeking advertisers. Right. Right. The only thing that that he was missing is, you know, the condensation rolling down the can, you know, who it held up to the camera. Oh, Ooh, oh it was. Ooh. But that was just for me, you know, because we were on audio. Yeah. <laughs> Vance, what are you drinking, man? Um, So if I'm just doing like, you know, just normal gaming, probably uh, some Coke. But if I feel like I'm doing like a long stream, uh, it's definitely a monster Red Bull, probably a mixture of both, trying not to make nothing explode. <laughs> you know, what, what's you your know. favorite monster color? Uh, blue. Blue's my favorite color. Blue. Yeah. blue. And Jaime, you like the green? The green stuff, man. I, over in hot. Ireland, so my niece got me into monster, and we tried like, I don't know, 12 of them probably. Like we would be, we would walk around. We'd go on a long walk, man. Like we're talking like a forty-minute walk just to check, uh, you know, this type of store. Oh, does this store have a different type of monster to try? You know, uh, you know, because Dublin, Ireland is a beautiful city, so why not go for a walk? And now we had a reason. We'd look for a monster somewhere, right? And when it comes back to it, man, I always just like the one in the white can. Like, mm. it's the it's the most like basic. 
looking for yeah. looking for monsters in Ireland. Yeah, I think if you were to title something like that, most people would not would think you. Know, oh, mythical well, creatures in Ireland! Right. This has got to be something right. interesting. Dude, right? like yeah. Just chatting like while I'm walking with the thing in front of my face. Like, the oh, rare I'm white coming. monster drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Astro uh, Astro Kapir, uh in the chat says they prefer coffee or Sprite. Coffee. Yeah, Copy. yeah, direct, serious. Uh, That's a serious gamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. direct eye contact. Said they uh, <laughs> they consume responsibly consume alcohol uh, beverages. Oh, responsibly, responsibly. Yeah, direct eye con- contact. Because yeah. yeah. some right. people, some randoms I've come across playing Call of Duty were not responsible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have been me all right i know it's been a few years but uh that might have been a thing oh, might have been yeah. a thing or maybe i had some uh, alcoholic beverages and played some call of duty allegedly 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 yeah. <laughs> all right Jaime. um so how did you get started uh video gaming in, in mexico i mean when did you start just, what system did you start on? Why don't you give us some background there? Okay, so I've been gaming since the ColecoVision days because you got to realize, and, I, and I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, a lot of the, the stuff, when it gets, it passes from the U.S., it kind of rolls down south. So I was playing Atari when Nintendo was a thing here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I grew up in the border between Mexico and the States, we had like a lot of of access to uh, pop culture, technology, tech stuff. And I remember going to Kmart, a Kmart back in the day, saw a Nintendo Entertainment System. I was like, Dad, I want that. My dad was like, you can have one, but you have to pay for half of it. And I, I don't know how I ended up doing odd jobs and whatever, and I... I made half of the bought a Nintendo Entertainment System. At the time, it was the console of the future, right? You guys ever seen that movie? Uh, I think it's called like Eight Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris on it. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he was like, "Oh, this thing was so powerful for its time. It was called an Entertainment System." Mm. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and and so started there, right? But. You know, my my uh, my family, I mentioned before, we had like a, a convenience store and my dad, like, you know, this, you know, fast forward a couple of years. Right. So we would like bring in arcades and rotate them like every every cycle. So, you know, had the, the final fights there, had uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. The, ooh, ooh, ooh. The, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, remember back in the day, Konami used to make like all these like multiplayer cabinets, and people mm-hmm. would just like oh, yeah. circle up around them, and you'd have like this really odd community of people like, "I'll help you out," you know, "Don't don't waste your super," or even in The Simpsons, you know, it was a four player game. But if, I don't know if you ever, if you guys ever knew this, but if you if your two characters like. Uh, st- stood together for a couple seconds. They would like do some special actions, like Bart and Lisa would do something. Uh, if like Homer and, really? and Bart would be like, he would like put him on his shoulders, and you know Bart would like 
kick him or use his skateboard to hit him over the head. Uh, so it was like, you know, there was this community about video gaming, right? But then enter enter the Street Fighter days, the Street Fighter era. And <laughs> Street Fighter 1 came out, right? And I remember being at this arcade place. And there was this one guy who said, one day, this stuff is going to be famous. Because, you know, you have to figure out how to do the fireball. I mean, this is like revolutionary for its time. And a lot of people don't know this, but the first, very first Street Fighter game had like a, these like push paths that were like pressure sensitive. So if you wanted to do like a fierce punch, you like had to like slam on that thing. And same thing for the kicks. And I was like, what? This will never catch on. Well, Street Fighter 2 came around a couple of years later and it's like this world phenomenon. And, you know, growing up in Mexico, the fighting game community, and I know I started like saying, okay, I started with the Nintendo, you know, we all had the Super Nintendo, but right around when the Super Nintendo was coming out, you know, Street Fighter 2 was the, the big thing. And so there was like a big fighting scene. People, people were like played, there was like tournaments all over the place, you know, and of course, Street Fighter 2 gets ported to Super Nintendo, which was, uh, at, for the time, it was a decent port. So people were playing that, but you couldn't play that against other people unless you had all the kids over to your place. Right. Right. So, you know, I played a lot of video games that way. Uh, I guess, you know, and I always grew up just playing something. It was, it, back in the day, it was always Nintendo stuff, right? Sega was out there. Sega was awesome. They had the best mascot around. Sonic is still awesome, but they just didn't have the what I thought at the time was the the, the gaming stuff that I wanted. All right up, fast forward several years. You know, stood with Nintendo till the N sixty four. Then the Dreamcast came out. Man, Dreamcast was the ahead of its time. Great, great console. But then. Who came out there and just dominated Sony with its first PlayStation? Mm -hmm. You know, and the rest is history. I I made some mistakes along the way. I had an Xbox 360. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's somewhere behind there, behind behind the screen. Uh, uh, It's in my collection. But then I I came back to the to the good old Sony, and I've stuck with him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So question um that i have for you uh what effect if any did the culture have on the games that were popular if i ask that right no i guess i guess because you 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 always wanted to like you know be competitive in some way or another right some people some people did some people did sports some people did you know the chess stuff and other stuff at schools but there was this nice niche community of people who were like, "Hey, let's go, let's go play X Men games. Let's go play Street Fighter." Man, we would like. The, I, I used. Here's a cultural thing. When when I was in high school, you know, there's there's no there was no such thing as the school has a bus to take you home, right? So my mom used to give me money to take, you know, public transportation to get from my school to the house. <clears throat> It was about a three, three to four mile walk, but in between the school to to my house, there was like a place where you could go play video games. I was like, I'm walking these four miles. I'm going to the arcades every day. 
and you, you you'd meet awesome. up you'd meet up with people there from your your high school other high schools you know trash talk each other i you know let's let's go play some x-men versus street fighter let's settle the score right here you know right so there was a there was a lot of competition so i guess for me it was more of a hey how invested are you in this well i would walk all over town just to save up the money and go and play right would you say it's the uh, competitive nature of the games that you were playing, or it was it was more of the community that, that so, drew so, you? So, so there know. was competitiveness all around, right? But then you started getting a community. You know, the the better players would you know form their little circle, and you know people would go from like, hey, we're the guys that play at this arcade. Let's go play against the guys that go, that are at this other arcade. You know, go right. you you go. You, I mean. You'd like send a guy, they they go scope out the place. Yeah, the good players are here this day at this time. There was a wow. territorial I, arcades. I'm telling you, man, this is a real <laughs> right. thing. I mean, right. there's a friend that I, I I told him, hey, watch this, watch this episode because he he can relate to this story. I mean, I was there with him. There was the, this this group of people, man, at a stationary store that where they had arcades. These guys were just like. They weren't the best in town, but they were the they were the guys to try to beat. And we'd go like on a day where we wouldn't have classes, we'd like go there and just play against that that group of people all day. And Did you guys come at them with like the snapping like that and you were saying as you walk. <laughs> no, but but for sure on our way there, you know, as we were riding the bus, we we're like, hey. If if this guy comes and plays, you know you're you're up against him. If this guy comes, you know I'll try to take him out. Um, That's was pretty a advanced, actually. You guys are literally matchmaking. I I, I bet you, Ben. It that got is, to the that's point. True. That's matchmaking. Yeah. Where we we got we became friends with somebody who rented out the guys who took the arcades and left them like at the convenience stores at the WalMarts and whatever. We got. We made friends with a with a guy who would like rent us out an arcade cabinet for fifty bucks for the whole weekend, and we'd like really? get together at somebody's place, rent out two cabinets, and just go to town all all night. And I literally mean like all night. We would like be eating nachos and be all hyped up on soda. All, right. all I can think of right now, Jaime, is that scene from Seinfeld where George is trying to bring his uh, Frogger, <laughs> the Frogger machine, yeah, right. across the street. Like, how did you get them from, from right. to your homes? You know, like that's crazy. But man, it it, it was just like a, a magical, a magical era, dude. I mean, I'm serious. And then all the guys that that you know, you started as rivals then you were like frenemies and all these guys like became like a really close community and some of these guys like went and you know i went i i kind of detached from that at some point but some some of these became like once some of the best players around in mexico they played against people in like south america there's a really good competitive player a great competitive player from mexico called bala and some of these guys played with him i mean it's it's like it's like all this esports kind of stuff before it was a thing, before people realized that hey, you know what we're doing for fun is is like this huge industry today. Right. See, and and something that a direct uh, eye contact said was about the 
skating rink. Like, I remember it was a guy who would play as Eddie on Tekken. Yeah. And, I mean, he would not lose from the time it opened, from the time it closed. He was up there. And it was like, you know, you've seen the movies. Like, he didn't even have, like, quarters lined up because he knew he was that nice. You yeah. know, it's like he only needed one quarter. You know, he, he didn't need a whole row. And it was like that was the guy to beat. And, you know, you know, just like you said, like today at work, we was talking about Dreamcast. And it's funny that you brought it up. But Dreamcast was literally ahead of his time. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, Dreamcast was was next level stuff, you know, that people say, like, ah, you know. But, yeah, Dreamcast was it, man. And, and I mean, you know, you know, just what you were saying, you know, about Street Fighter, like, was almost like my first true definition of matchmaker like if he brings out ken you gonna bring out like you know this is our best ryu yeah, player yeah. and you know gal blanca you know like people were really like okay you know and i mean you had that one guy who would take like the sorriest character and be nice you were like oh this guy been practicing <laughs> you know like he like nobody uses that character hey he does like okay like man like you well, said like those were the days man well it's funny you mentioned taken three because at that time you know Eddie Gordo, the one that you mentioned, dude, impressive. You know, the graphics were like, wow, I can't believe this guy's doing this capoeira type fighting. And you you fought against an Eddie Gordo player. You're like, oh man, he's he's got an advantage, but you know, skill, right? You can you can go in there, you know, put up a good fight and have a good time, and that that's what it was all about back in the day. But imagine like you're there with somebody, you know, this toxic culture that people sometimes have when you're playing online. It wasn't there. It was more like, hey, let's you 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 had respect for the good players and you saw them right. face to face, right? <laughs> right. There were some kids that would do the pop off, like ah, I got you, kind of. But yeah, nobody liked them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you saying that about the uh, the guy picking like the the what perceived to be the weaker character, right? Like, but then they're they surprise you with them. Right. I remember in college we used to play. Uh, is it, is it called Super Smash Bros? Is that the one where you're on the platforms and you have to, like, hit the other people off and they have, like, Link and these other ones? Well, it depends. What console were you playing it in? Because it was Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, Brawl. In 64. I guess it was just Super Smash Brothers at that time. So that yeah. one, uh, this guy, he came over and he, like, he was just, like, a friend who was, like, an outside friend. And I remember it was, you know, I don't know college or something like that and we were uh you know we were all drinking and he's like oh yeah i, I you know i played that in college because you know he was like a year or two older than this and like oh my buddy challenged him you know one be one me bro and so i'm a very interested audience and the buddy who challenged him is probably the best of us by a good margin right he goes over there and i'm watching and this the outside stranger picks jigglypuff and yeah. i'm thinking like what what is happening it's like the worst character. Like, not a single one of us ever plays Jigglypuff. And he annihilated him. Like, he was, like, he was so much better. And it was, like, that was the start for me to realize that, like, we are not good at anything we do. <laughs> it was, like, the internet has since that moment, you know, that was pre-internet, really. I mean, the internet was around, but not in any sort of effect like it is today. And yeah. now on the internet, I'm constantly, constantly reminded that I'm trash at everything I do. Uh, but then that was a new feeling to have that defeat, you know, <laughs> like that. Right. Man, some people, dude, some people are on another level. Just whatever, you know, he's probably playing with, you know, his buddies in, in college were that much better. 
right. than the rest of us, apparently, because he didn't seem to think he was that good. It was just that we were that bad. A similar story. Uh, it was a game. My first, um, well, no, not my first. My first first-person shooter game was GoldenEye from uh, game, uh, GameCube. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, not GameCube, uh, 64. But uh, PlayStation came out with a game called Black Hawk Down. And, um, Were you odd job like me, dude? No, I was not odd job. was not odd job. Um, You're a better man than me. <laughs> but uh, Black Hawk Down was, um, you know, split screen, whatever like that. And, uh, you know, I played it heavily, like on PlayStation uh, 2, heavily. Like, you know, knew all the boards, what like that. So I worked at the movie theater. How uh, one of my friends, he he had uh, his roommate was like, yeah, you know, we play, you know, Black Hawk Down all the time. Like, uh, you know, they swore they was so nice. You know, I was like, you know, I'll, I'm going to come over tonight, you know, like as soon as the last movie was done, I'm going to come over tonight, you know. So, of course, you know, we all went over there, you know, we like nine, ten deep playing. Of course, I'm off the floor with them. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, like, yeah, like you <laughs> okay. thought you was nice. Like, no, like, I really play this. Like, this is the only game I play. Like, I love first person shooters. Like, Man, and speaking of uh, Smash Brothers, Kirby, Kirby. <laughs> is that the, is that who I'm thinking of? No, no, who's no. Who's the no, one no. that that inhales the person? Is that Kirby? That's, it. that's Kirby. Yeah, that's oh, Kirby. that's who he played then. Oh yeah, Kirby's it, man. I don't, who's Jigglypuff? Oh, uh, Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is a Pokemon. Yeah, he's a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's I think a Pokemon. It's a she. She's a Pokemon. They are a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Jigglypuff would have this move people. where you would sit there and you could sing like with Jigglypuff and it pretty much just like hypnotizes the player, or whatever like that, you know. But yeah, Kirby, like you can hear Kirby a mile off the board, and I'm coming back. <laughs> hey, hey, he's got this thing where he can like net, like bounce or float all over the place, I guess. And yeah, that's why yeah. he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby has like this move where, like you said, once he hit him, he has like five little jumps that he does, and he can come all the way back from wherever. Like, I'm coming back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you know who I played? And it was Pikachu. I, I did, <laughs> and I I was too old for Pokemon. Like, I remember my little brother got into Pokemon, but it wasn't a thing like for me or really anyone that wait, was my age. Wait, what'd you just say? <laughs> Something awesome. Said too old for Pokemon. There's no such thing, sir. Yeah, I've never done anything <laughs> with Pokemon, like watched it or played it, or I'm not sure what other mediums it's in. Uh, Everything. I don't know. But I do know that Pikachu, I could grab them, throw them off the side, and then when they were jumping back, I could do that electricity down thing mm -hmm. and shoot them back off. Mm -hmm. And my friend, who would always play Link, hated it because it didn't matter like every time i could do it forever and he could mm -hmm. keep jumping back forever until he couldn't right he'd get blasted off and it was not fun and then i think he got better than me i don't remember hey hey clint you know that game smash brothers i guess i don't know the history about it man but i think nintendo started it off as a hey this little fun game to put all their 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 main characters in but look at it today man it's got it's got Street Fighter characters. It's got uh, Fatal Fury characters. It's even got a Persona Five character in there. It's got Joker. Even like Final Fantasy. I mean, it's that that franchise is exploded, man. You've is it ever on played the, uh, whatever the Nintendo thing is called the Switch. Uh, the Switch. The Switch. I was gonna say Connect. So thank mm -hmm. you. 
dude, even Snake from Metal Gear Solid is in there. You know, yeah. that's, that's actually so, and it is really like super. Uh, like it's massive, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. like a big thing in the tournaments? And it's got it's got such it's that game that the tournament scene it just keeps going, right? They, I, I think they said, they said no more new content. People still playing it, right? Hey, it's funny because a uh, direct direct eye contact said, "Cannot hide the sadness in their gaze when hearing I play this Pikachu." <laughs> and Astro Kupir, right, Clint. Can't believe you. I will have to teach you more about Pokemon. Boy, hey. you struck a little nerve there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep right. striking a nerve. Star well, Wars that's sucks. Why we keep, that's why Star we Wars is some of the worst uh, content like that's ever been up, created. Right? He likes All to right. stir things up. Uh, Javi, and I played Odd Job. Okay. Yeah. Javi, let me ask you. Uh, what up? Speaking of Clint and his uh, uh, stigmas about age in Pokemon, uh, What's uh what's the uh the view on video games in Mexican culture as far as like you know here like Clint says like oh you once you reach a certain age you know you still play games you know grow up is that is that same attitude kind of still prevalent in Mexico or I don't I don't think so maybe in a different generation but you know, all the all the guys who were playing like around the same time that I was, and you know, I I, I, I was born in the eighties. All those guys, I guess, we're the adults now. I mean, there's a lot. The I was actually reaching out to one of my friends today, you know, asking him, "Hey, man, you know, I haven't been in Mexico in the in the in the gaming community. What's what's happening today?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, the the arcade industry is just slowly disappearing. You know, and that's true everywhere." But he's like the the gaming community is still quite strong in consoles, and you know people people are still playing, uh, trying to balance and juggle you know the family thing you know as you, as they're doing that like many of us older gamers gamers are, but I think there's maybe maybe our parents would have been like why are you guys playing that right they 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 would call the Nintendo, uh, you know they they would say no entiendo like. I don't get it. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, you know, we I've I've actually bonded with, you know, some friends from my kid. My my son's five years old and you know, I was wearing one day uh, a Nintendo controller shirt, you know, like when Vance has on his on his cap. You know, just at a kid's birthday party, one dad comes up to me, he's like, Hey, what do you game? I started telling him what I game and he's telling me what he games, man, guy even cosplays, goes, went to see Dr. Strange uh, recently, fully dressed as Dr. Strange. So you, you guys nice. might've seen him at the movie theater. I don't know. <laughs> Would have been better if he went as Wanda. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Strange. So Dr. Strange looks like, he looks cool. So, so I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think, you know, the generation right now is fully, has fully embraced this as part of, something that's quite normal and not and not you know a smaller population does this and i'll speak and i'm I'm, it's just me i I can't speak for the whole mexican culture but i can tell you that a lot of people will will be more receptive to it than maybe a previous generation yeah um question for you jaime coming from like the background that we have where glitches have just always been there how do you feel about the new generation of gamers crying about hacking and glitches. 
Ooh, like like give me one example, man. All like right, CD so Project Wreck. Uh my <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, but um so so like let's say the big one like war zone, you know, about it was just, you know, like different hacks. Like somebody uh we won't say like, you know, the blatant cheating, but like head glitching and stuff like that. Um versus uh if you were playing um what is that? Goldeneye and you know, everybody knew there was only one vest in the whole board you know everybody knew the shortcuts and stuff like that oh like versus now people are really digging into you know like you may have like a small few in the community that know about the cheat codes and whatever versus everybody back then knowing the shortcuts the different things and mario and all that stuff like that like how do you how do you feel about i guess like the way that we embraced it versus how people are crying about it now man i think for us it's like we it, it we wanted to play the game. We wanted to have fun. Some now people, it's all about the winning, right? right. It's like I'm gonna do whatever I can to either beat the game. You know, who who's talking? I mean, Clint is is really great at saying you know if you want to beat the game, right? Do these things. Like that's the that's the I think he embraces that saying you want to do this right versus you just want to cheat through or like you know uh, if you're playing Call of Duty, right? There's a lot of cheaters out there. It's like right. You're 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 not trying to you're just trying to be there to win it, right? Versus have a good time, you know, get better. You know, what's what's that phrase you say? Get good, get good, get good, <laughs> get good kid, get good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, think back in the day, man. You guys, you guys remember the Konami Code? Uh, yeah. That was uh, the glitch. I would need to have it in my hand. Up, down, left, right, left, I, right, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like up, down, up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, whatever, something. Start, yeah, select, I, the select, start. But, <laughs> but I didn't know about that when it was a thing. I learned about it like geek culture stuff after the fact. Wait, wait, wait. Did you guys ever notice that in the movie, in the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, the the king, the the bad guy actually does that code to access something? Uh, I'm very proud to say that I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my gosh! Wow. I'll let the fathers handle that one. Wow! Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me throw this back at 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 the hosts of the show. You guys are great at you know movies and all this gaming movies. Wreck and Ralph is a total throwback to the gaming culture, mm-hmm. even the sequel. I mean, you guys ever seen Ready Player One? Yes. 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 No, ah. that's a. Uh, I don't care if you spoil it for me, though. Yeah. I have no interest in whatever that movie is. And, and, and earlier, I said, you know, that eight bit Christmas. That was another kind of a sorting sort of gaming movie. But here's the here's I think this is like a really 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 old gaming movie. I think one of the first ones I remember. It had that Fred Savage from the Wonder Years. Uh, was it like the Magic Kid? While you're looking that up, I mean, Mr. The uh, Wizard. Direct Eye Contacts has a joke for us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I already wrote the punchline. I'm sorry. What's, I'm out. Okay. What's, what's the dip? Okay. Jaime, this is, I'm going to ask you while you're looking. What's the difference between Daredevil and the Scarlet Witch? One can see. That is correct. Uh, give him some applause, please, Tony. You're really, you're really screwing this up. Doesn't matter if it's right; it's still correct. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the actual answer is 
Daredevil knows how to cope with a with a life without vision. That was clever. That gets points for sure. Right. Always points when you can bring a good joke. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I found it. It's Fred Savage, 1989, The Wizard. The Wizard. I'm trying to remember that one. Guys. I don't think I saw that one. Gaming, gaming movies. There's we gotta we gotta Listen, support it. Hey, what's gotta the one that came out last? Come on, guys. Just came out like last August that we went and saw. Uh, gosh, I can't remember now. It has a uh, the dude that plays. Uh, oh, the one about NPCs. Yeah. Oh no, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, free guy, free guy, free guy. I actually haven't seen that yet, but I thought it looked good. Like that was one I wanted to see. Great, it, it, it's it's you on HBO. Else, uh, you know what else, Fred Savage? Was in? <laughs> Amy just Dance? came running in the room. Free guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter is also in the chat complaining about you mispronouncing her name. By the way, um, no. do you know what else Fred Savage was in? Vance? No. The Princess Bride. What? Mm-hmm. He was a little kid being read the story. That uh, the story's been uh, read to. I Dang. have that movie, and I'm gonna check that out. It's also on Netflix, Vance. If you were interested, oh, in is that. it Netflix? Mm, I don't have Netflix. It'll teach you how to how to handle the <laughs> RUSs and what an RUS is. Right. Very two important things in life. They Question for you: Fred Savage was in a Marvel kind of sort of Marvel movie. Which one was it? Back to the Future Two. No, that wasn't Marvel. That wasn't him either. That was Elijah Wood. Back to the future. T- <laughs> no, do you remember when, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, the actor. Who is it? Yeah, but the actor's name. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Thank you. He was in the, he was in the diner and there was an arcade. It was in the future 2015 version. Uh, by the way, the longest set goal that I've had in my entire life was to watch Back to the Future Part 2. On November sixteenth, two thousand and fifteen, or whatever the day was, like November, whatever, uh, completely forgot to do it. Yeah, completely missed it. It was like a twenty-year goal that I had. Either way, he's in the diner. He's he, these kids are trying to figure out how to play this arcade game, and it's little like nine-year-old Elijah Wood or something. And he goes, "Oh, I know how to play this. I used to do it all the time." And he grabs the gun out of the thing, and uh, the kid's like, "Wait, you have to use your hands." It's a baby's toy, and then they just walk away. Mm. So, Tommy, what is that Marvel like movie that he's in? <laughs> he was in Deadpool. Mm. They, they, when was he in Deadpool? They redid the second Deadpool, and like you know, Deadpool kidnaps him, and he's like reading him a story or something. They did like an extended version of Deadpool with Fred Savage in it. To the, to, to the listeners, can you guys confirm or deny this story? That Fred Savage was in Deadpool. Yeah. Fred Savage. The Christmas Cut. Yes, that's yes. what it was. It is confirmed. Okay. Confirmed. The Christmas <laughs> Cut. Man, we got to get on. So if you y'all haven't seen Deadpool, you got to see The Christmas Cut. All right. Y'all making me look bad. All right. Uh, Tommy, uh, what's uh, 
if there was a genre of game, what's your favorite genre? You know, I, I got to represent the fighting game community. That is that is where it started, man. That I mean, think about it. I mean, video gaming before FPS shooters, you know, could get online. What would people people go to the arcade and you know, if you did co-ops, you know, you you cooperated, you played until you, you ran out of quarters or tokens, and then move on to the next one. But the fighting game, you know, that's where people started, you know, going at against each other, and you know, it's it. I I think that. A lot of the uh, esport community today, the, the people who play the Fortnites, the Call, Call of Duties, you know, that's great. They're great games. I'm not bashing them, but it all started when people had to go head to head, and they we didn't have the internet to be able to do what we do today. Speaking of uh, great answer, and you've reminded me of something from my past. I'm curious to see if you guys had ever gotten involved with it, but uh, land parties. Yes. You guys ever go to LAN parties? Mm. We did a LAN party for Halo 2 at a friend's house. LAN party. You know what that is, Vance? No. No, I do not. So <laughs> when I did it, it was we would all bring our PCs mm -hmm. over to one of our friend's house. And we would play. Uh, we would play like whatever. I remember we played Quake. Uh, it used to be uh, Counter-Strike, but it was like alpha counter-strike or something yeah mm. it wasn't it wasn't like a full release game or something it was very it was like in the 90s uh and we would do that and we'd all just get together and uh boot up get onto the same my my, my buddy had like a 24 switch router you know that he had got from some guy in an alley probably or whatever <laughs> and uh we'd plug like you know 12 or so computers in and we'd sit there and you'd uh you know you didn't because at that time all multiplayer was shared screen, right? Yeah. If you're playing against them. But we all would bring our own monitors, so you'd be sitting there. Or we'd also do, uh, like, the parties with, like, Smash Brothers, you know, where it was still, like, four-player, but my buddy had a big screen, which was a rare thing back then. And uh, you'd have, you know, the four-player Smash Bros on, like, the 50-inch, which was huge, you know, hugest <laughs> thing ever. And it was the one that was, like, thicker than it was, like, you know, the screen. You know, the it was wider than the uh, than whatever weighed like 300 pounds hey, hey man so let me let me just share a story about my land party we had a we all got together we we used to have land parties with halo 2 but when halo 3 came out man we got together at this at the same guy's place but some of the people had moved away and we were working at this point we weren't in college so one one kid shows up and he buys halo 3 he arrives with his Xbox. I remember when the Xbox 360 did the slim version? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We go to play, right? And you know, we've got one Xbox on one side where the split screen for four players, and we had a second screen and everything connected to a switch and whatever. He goes and pops in the, the Halo 3 disc. The, the 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 Xbox 360 Slim didn't have enough hard drive space to install the necessary files to play. Are you serious? Yeah. So, and this was presumably a fairly recent console. Yeah. Right? Halo yeah. 3 and the Slim. I remember, didn't some of those have like four gigs? Whatever memory you or had, it would not let you four install yeah, I think so. the base. Yeah. That is ridiculous, man. That's, that is something. At least we've come pretty far in that regard. But we still complain about that. Like the... PlayStation 5 has 666 
No, uh, 667. Gigs. Is it? Yeah. I thought I... Oh, you know what? I bet that when I looked at mine, because I made a joke about this in the past, I bet that I have like Twitch and YouTube and a few other apps on there that mm-hmm. lowered the, the core of it or something <laughs> when I saw it. But like, you're getting more, but still, that's nothing. With how big, like Call of Duty Warzone. Right, like 100 gigs, right. No, it wasn't more than 100. I thought it was like 200 no, and something. And, and I'd go in and I'd have to like, okay, disable this, disable this, disable this. Oh, wait, now there's a shader pack I have to get. And then it's like, oh, you have a multiplayer pack, but you don't have the full multiplayer pack. So right. it just got so complicated to play. Don't forget the campaign pack. No, that got deleted right away. You know, like it was just so much. But that is the thing that, man, like the amount of storage they've given us all these years has been so subpar. And this is where this guy can't even play his game. And that's essentially what Call of Duty did the, to the rest of us, you know. And I've got the... Uh, Vance and I went and got extended hard drives for our PlayStations. Mm-hmm. So we have... It won't load PlayStation 5 games, but all your PlayStation 4 games can play directly from the extended hard drive. Mm-hmm. So I've got like 18 or something games on mine, and I've got plenty of space because I deleted Donatini's Wonderlands and a few other things from my PS5 disk mm-hmm. space. So I've got like plenty of room there, but I still have Red Dead Redemption 2 and a bunch of stuff, you know, that's big games that are on the extended. Because I got the, uh, what did I get, like a terabyte or something? But it's nice. Like that's a problem that has not gone away 20 but, years later. But, but, but that are you, you know, I don't know about you guys, but you guys are physical gamers or digital gamers? Uh, you're looking at on either side, uh, you know, those two guys are, Physical gamers. Physical I'm a digital gamer. Yeah. I literally have never. I, I bought one physical game. And look at that box, man. In the past 15 years. What game is that? Oh. Really? Elden Ring. That, that looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, I could see a Hora yeah. Lose character. Yeah. See, physical stuff like that is just priceless, man. Just like, oh, look it, at it that is. lion. Ah, you know, like, ugh. See, then here's when you the face thing, the line in the game, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I've moved so many times in my adult life, man. Like, thousands of miles, you know, between places. And it's always, like, uh, such a hassle. I am so happy. I actually left in, like, a garage somewhere. I don't know, is this garage here, like, my parents' garage? I left a bunch of games, and when I came back and I was like going through stuff, I literally just gave my uh, my nephew like a dozen Xbox 360 games or something. I'm like, here you go, <laughs> like enjoy these. Like if I want to play them, I'll download the digital version. It's just infinitely better for me. It's less clutter, which is basically what my life is about avo- avoiding. Direct eye contact says use the old school style of three of us want to play two controllers. You die, we rotate controllers. That's how it's done, man. (laughs) That's how it's done. Remember, it was the Dreamcast and the Nintendo 64, the first ones that that had four plugs in there for for controllers. Mm -hmm. Before, it was just two plugs. and I I never knew anybody who bought the multi-taps. Right. Nobody had a multi-taps. Wait your turn. Right. Was it the Dreamcast that had the the controller that had like a a funky cutout in the middle? Yes. 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 Yes, and I just found out today with Dreamcast that that uh, that window for Madden you could pick your play without the person seeing it on the screen. Exactly. Actually, I was like, there was one game that was called Power Stone, 
and it had like a mini game that you had to like complete on the little thing because it had like a little uh directional pad and buttons on it mm-hmm. if you completed the mini game on that thing you would unlock a character dreamcast was ahead of the time they need to re absolutely man I, said, I remember crazy. playing it like it, it being around i i think right after nintendo 64 i basically got out of gaming for 12 you, years 15 you know, years something you, like that you know the most iconic thing about the the dreamcast it came out on oh man it was like 999 or yes something like that? yes yeah. september the 9th 1999 that's crazy best yeah, launch date ever it's crazy that um, I remember that, and I never bought it, and I didn't care about it. Yeah, I think Sam, I think Sam Club had as a demo one time, and that's the first time I seen Sonic. And I mean, the graphics was like, oh, it was like, a, man, it we was, need uh, one of those. Yeah, it was yeah, at like, Best, I mean, buy. <laughs> Best, Best, Best Buy. Best Buy on yeah. the, the old Zena Kmart actually. Yeah, it's a blue they light had on display. It was pretty Circuit cool. City. <laughs> I, was, I was I was in line at Best Buy waiting to get that Dreamcast when it came out. Mm. Do you still That's have crazy. it? Dude, I no, and I regret selling it. I sold it for like thirty bucks, man. Dang. Yeah. Wow, thirty dollars. See, I never sell any of my stuff, but I also realized that it sat in a closet for all these years. As far as my uh, my PlayStation Four Pro is the one that I bought because I rage quit in Fortnite or something and bought an Xbox like not the new series x the xbox but it was the one before it was called a series x was it the scorpio edition whatever the whatever the one was when the pro was out and i bought one of those on amazon and i paid 7.99 extra to have it delivered within the hour because the facility was right next to like really close and they delivered it to the wrong address (laughs) and so i'm like walking out because i lived in an apartment and i'm walking out looking around i'm like uh, uh, I literally had my windows open to look for this guy because I really wanted it because, of course, you know, that was going to help me be better at Fortnite, right? Obviously, the better machine, I'm better at Fortnite. Just like when I bought that scuff controller and I turned into a Fortnite pro. Um, <laughs> it doesn't always add up that way. but And I call Amazon. I'm like, dude, can you call this driver? Tell him to turn around. Like, he literally pulled into the neighborhood. I saw him on GPS. He's out of here. And they're like, no, but we could just refund you. I'm like, okay. I show up the next day and tell Tony that story and another another buddy and the other buddy's like, "Oh, what are you an Xbox fanboy?" I'm like, "No, dude, that's just what I that's what I play. I don't care." Like, <laughs> "Oh, you should buy a PlayStation Four, okay? <laughs> I guess I will." <laughs> you know, I bought one of those the next day instead. Hey. But hey, hey, that hey, was the switch over. But I had these old consoles and I finally just gave them to my nephew. I'm like, "Here hmm. you go." Like, I don't even think he needs them, but there's multiple kids. And that family, figure you each can have your own. Like you can have a PlayStation Four, you can have an Xbox One, an Xbox One over there, whatever. So hey, so I'm just gonna say this as a longtime listener of the show. Why haven't we heard anything about you guys talking about the Steam decks? I mean, everyone here has one reserved. Uh, I've <laughs> heard that they waiting. get stolen out of the mail constantly. <laughs> we are we're patiently waiting. Just patiently waiting. Patiently, <laughs> patiently waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. I'll talk about it when it gets here. <laughs> yeah. well, Otherwise, surprise. I'll be like, you know, like anxious about it, I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. definitely looking forward uh, to getting that email saying that it's ready for me to complete the transaction 
and right. uh, it'll be shipped to me. Uh, yeah. I think we all got awesome. the uh, top tier, top line model. Yeah. 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 So. And uh, what? And we didn't even see any at uh Pax East. I was surprised. Yeah, we didn't see anybody with one. I would have figured that mm-hmm. at a big gaming convention like that, somebody would have been walking around with one. Right. You know, or the, mm-hmm. everybody had been one on display somewhere. But no, there was not, not one to be found. So apparently I, there are not that many out in the wild yet. I'm thinking about canceling mine. Like, I don't know. I, I have my, I have this new Xbox that literally sat unplugged in this house for two or three months until like my nephew's like, Oh, let's play a game. Okay. And I hooked it up, had to do full updates and all that stuff just to get it going. It's like, I don't need an Xbox and a PlayStation necessarily. It's fun. And I make use of it. Like now that they're both hooked up, but now, and I have a PC. Now I'm going to add a steam deck. Like I'm going to have to find things to do with these different devices. And I'm thinking cancel the steam deck, just upgrade the PC. I feel like that would get, more i would get more use out of that than the steam deck but i also know nothing about the steam deck well i would say this with the steam deck um like the xbox you may not even have to plug up because since it's microsoft based cloud then those games should be operational on the steam deck so that's my biggest thing is then now that we're actually going traveling then the steam deck is definitely going to be essential like definitely gonna yeah be i mean essential. i don't i don't i just don't even <clears throat> xbox you don't even need an Xbox, you know. In general, <laughs> in general, you Vance don't need is right. super reluctantly shaking his head yes to you. <laughs> I, hey, here's you a suggestion: What if you guys host a good to game radio tournament, beat Tony in it, and you get the Steam Deck? Yeah, that's easy. What game are we playing? Any game? I got it. I'm gonna beat Tony. <laughs> Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I actually am undefeated against Tony Street in Street Fighter. Fighter. <laughs> mm, he downloaded it and had a match, and then he he just button mashed it better than I did. Yeah, yeah. I told that you if you, our... if you need a sparring partner, I would volunteer. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna take you up on it. I, I'm very quick to uh, challenge people on the podcast to one v one me, bro. But I'm gonna keep my undefeated streak by keeping my mouth shut when it comes to that with you, Jaime. <laughs> At least for Street Fighter or whatever else. What's your favorite hey, fighting game? King of Fighters, man. That series is prime. What Can is you... that? Can you tell us about it at all? All right. So we, we talked about earlier about Super Smash Brothers, right? Where Nintendo grabbed all their IPs and put them together and came up. Well, I don't know what year Super Smash Brothers came out. But in 1994... Uh, there was a company called SNK. I can't rem- I can't pronounce what the letters stand for, but they they had a a bunch of the people who worked for Capcom and broke off and said, okay, we did Street Fighter. Want to do different IPs? They did like games like Art of Fighting, Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, whatever. So in 1994, they said, let's do a mashup of all the main characters of all of our of our IPs and let's put them together in one fighting game. So that's where King of Fighters was born in 1994, right? Now, you know, I think they they consistently put out a game every year, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. I think they're up to like King of Fighters 15. Cool. And 
And so that's that's the you know if, if anybody wants to play that's that's what I'm gaming right now. I'm I'm always looking for a good challenger. I'm not I'm not tournament level, but I I, I have fun playing that. PS4, PS5, PS4, PS5. And okay. the cool thing about those games is that like every every two or three entries, the game kind of reinvents itself, and it's always been like three three characters versus three characters. <clears throat> that's where this whole mashup started is there a new version coming soon well one just released in february say, yeah yeah oh, okay. february of 14 yep yeah just looked and it up just the other up. series that that was like just massive and crazy fun was you know capcom used to put out like the versus series the first one they did was something like street fighter versus x-men and then street fighter versus marvel superheroes eventually they seeing that in the uh Pizza Place had an arcade that we used to go those to. Were, those were so fun. They were just amazing games, dude. And, you know, the, the story behind that is that Marvel wanted a way to get their IPs into Japan. And what better way to get Wolverine, Cyclops, and all of them in a fighting game, which, the you know, the Japan culture really embraced and just made everything just be just crazy, ridiculously overpowered, and that that get fighting game series lasted for forever. They finally ended up doing like Marvel versus Capcom one, two, which were amazing games. Then they did Marvel versus Capcom three, and then the last entry that they did in the series just kind of was terrible. <laughs> I hope I hope we forget about that and they launch a new one. But ah. the Game of Thrones season eight treatment, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes. Right. That's a, that's a bar you don't want to reach. <laughs> so fi- fighting game number one is number two, then looter shooters? I, I can do some Destiny. I can do some Call of Duty. Uh, I can't do Outriders, man. I'm sorry. I know you're a fan. I, I wouldn't even say I'm a fan. We can't even point. do Outriders. <laughs> I, I've seen Outriders sitting there because I've had the Xbox hooked up now for you know, three weeks or something, and I see... Yeah. Uh, outriders horizon i even my youtube picked up in the algorithm something with a new update that i haven't looked at enough to like figure out but i've seen like oh new gun new legendary whatever i don't know if it's out yet but i see it there just sitting there and i'm like no i don't want to go and shoot you know like it's just my my characters are built like i could go in as the technomancer and solo anything in that game with relative ease but i've already done that a lot so like, what's the point? At, you know, it, 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 at this juncture, right. doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, what's the, what's the guy with the blue stuff? The other one who does the like teleporting behind their back. Mm-hmm. Whatever that character is, I finally got him. He was like the last one I got leveled up with all the like overpowered stuff you need to exist in the end game. And it's just like such a grind. It's so like I got to push so many buttons to stay alive and do damage on this guy <laughs> where it's like I could play any of the other characters and it's just like easy mode in comparison. And it's not like he's more powerful. He's just on the same level as them. So I've seen it there, man. I've seen outriders there so many times recently. What did I listed this listed I listed the six or seven different games I've been playing this week. Outriders could have easily been one of them, but I chose not to play it because it's just not that good, man. It was fun. For a little bit, but did you yeah. guys play the Destiny the Destiny games at all? Oh yeah, thousands oh, yeah. of hours. 
thousands. Did anybody oh, yeah. feel that going from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 felt more like a DLC? It didn't feel like a brand new, like, it didn't marry to be Destiny 2. Yeah, but they were playing the long game. So Destiny 1 was phenomenal, man. I, I, such a good game. Yeah, absolutely, man. I played it vanilla, and then I got back into it for the Taken King. And then yeah, House yeah, of Wolves. King, yep. I, yeah, I think I did all of them for that for Destiny 1. Destiny 2 came out, and it was, like you're saying, it felt like a DLC. Yep. But whatever they changed, new platform or whatever, they have now made Destiny 2 is now, I think, a better game than Destiny 1 was because of how much they put into it. And that's a pretty common sentiment among the Destiny community from my poking around and having some experience there. I I feel like I always liked Destiny 1. What was the game? Wh- which one was it where you had the Crota raid? Uh, Was it Hood Outlaws? No, no, no. <laughs> Not the wolves. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> no, yeah. You're talking no, about the yeah, DLC. Yeah. yeah. The that's DLC the... where you had the the Corota raid. I can't yeah. remember that's if that was Destiny One wolf, or Two. Wolves or something. One. Uh, I think it was one. I believe it was one. I remember like on it... that one with you could solo that entire raid. And I did that so many times. Like my hunter had like hundred and twenty six completions of that raid last I had looked. Mm. You know, and like and that was, it wasn't easy, but once you figured out the mechanics and there was like a, like a couple of times you had to do tricks with things or hair, unless you played it on the uh, Warlock, you could do the respawn. You know, you could die and respawn at the appropriate time and kind of pass through phases. But uh, I, I got 1,000, 2,000 hours in both those games. Amazing games. Did you platinum but, it? Did I what? Yeah, I platinum both of them. Okay. when they came out respect yeah. there but but now that that's probably worth like 20 like destiny one is probably still a solid actually i played it on xbox so it wouldn't have been a platinum it would have been 100 percent uh completion oh, so no platinum Ooh. i might have gotten the platinum on one of them mm, <laughs> no platinum you, you got your you got your playstation right there you could be checking right you could call I me could out be, but king of uh <laughs> king of fighters is 106 gigs sheesh Ooh. Oh, you're downloading it? No, I'm not downloading. I was just looking. I was just looking. Oh, 106 gigs? What are you doing, Jaime? 106.2 gigs. It is a a good game. Why would a fighting game be that big? Like he said, the characters, man. Yeah. But is this a a 2? Is this like a 2D 2D, fighting game? It's a 2D with 3D models. But how Mm. is a 2D game 102 (laughs) gigs? Hey, that's the Call of Duty too. treatment, man. That's like horrendously bad. It, it, hey, these it, graphics look good. Right? Well, it's mean. a great game, man. I don't doubt that. Now, I just can't believe how they could make such a huge game. Uh, what would I? What did I download? Uh, GTA Five was like eighty-eight gigs, dude. Well, GTA Five came out for PlayStation Three, but it's active on PlayStation Five. Yes. Uh, Is I it a PlayStation Five already. version, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what I downloaded. Mm-hmm. So 88 yeah. versus one. Of, I don't know. That's yeah. crazy. So what? What game? Uh, so I guess King of Fighters. But what game do you do you like? Just kind of get lost in, and it's like that short detox from like the everyday, you know, just everyday things. Life is just like you know, I'm just gonna go play my little game and detox. All right. Like, this is a silly answer. 
Oh. Astro. The one that came Astro's with... Playroom? Yes. Mm. I didn't even finish that. Really? It's just mm. it's, it's just it's just fun. I've never even played it. It, it, dude, it comes with your PlayStation. Tony told 5. me to, and I played it for like. <laughs> you guys were saying seven everyone minutes. should play Astro. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah. Tony said that. It's try yeah. it out, man. Interesting. I did seven minutes worth. That was about five minutes too much. <laughs> you, you just get lost in it. See, Clint is not impressed with the uh, haptic features of the controller. He turned them off. So uh, a game that relies on the haptic features like um, Astro's uh, Playroom, uh, he's not going to get the full experience. So Okay, let me tell you this. <laughs> if you are playing Call of Duty at a competitive level, whatever that is. Are you saying you're playing uh, at a competitive level? <laughs> If you, if you had let me finish my what a competitive level is, uh, yes. At one point, I felt like I was. Whether I was good or not, doesn't matter. I was competing with myself. Uh, there's not a single person that's playing Call of Duty competitively that has uh, controller vibration and stuff on. Really? No. Like, all that's going to do is, like, you mess up your aim. You're trying to do it. Like, that's, like, the first thing. If I'm playing a game that is any sort of FPS or whatever, I'm 100% mm. turning off vibration every single time. You ever like, try not being bad? No. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> mm. I, split... oh, I got, like, time. a 2 plus KD in Splitgate. I'm dropping, like, 30 every game of that thing. Like, the, Split you know, game. Splitgate is a lot of fun. I'm horrible at it. I can kill a lot of people. But I literally, it's, you have to teleport. You guys familiar with Splitgate? It's like Halo. Models are like Halo. It looks like a blatant Halo ripoff. But better. But it is way better. It is so much better than Halo. They have a function where you could throw a teleporter. You get two. So you could throw one like in the wall over in front of you and then one 100 feet over to your left. And you could walk freely through them or look through them. So I could shoot this person in the back who's 100 feet away over here. If they're in the view of my portal, right. Hmm. So it's, it's basically I'm like garbage uh, at all that. Doctor Strange. I know if you haven't, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, maybe you've seen other Marvel movies with uh, Doctor Strange having a battle and they're and he's opening those portals and like doing a lot of this. They're coming, they're going on, through and stuff. out and using the portals. That's that's hmm. Splitgate. Or, or or you could just reference Portal Two, the game. I was thinking it's exactly that. like Portal the game. Great job, honey. Great job. Glad glad you were here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> These guys. My work here is done, guys. <laughs> hey, Clint. That <laughs> that <Exactly>. vibration. Ninja <laughs> uh, Star. Right. <laughs> that vibration I dodged it. from <laughs> lets me know that you didn't play too many race car games in the arcade. Cause that was almost okay. like the first adaptive vibration. Like if you hit the wall, it was zzz, if you was into a hard turn, like the steering wheel would get hard, like, hmm, I'm disappointed. Can Can I just say that I played a little bit of GTA Five online yesterday and a little bit more today? Mm. I do not like racing games. No, because it's not a competitive game, as far as I'm concerned. I don't. I don't particularly like. Like I started a mission, and it was like drive to your 
drive to your checkpoint and it put 30 minutes on the timer to go pick something up. I immediately <laughs> offed myself and left the game. <laughs> 30 minutes of driving this machine from point A to point B and presumably B back to A or whatever. Like that is not fun for me, but like I did a couple of races. I was so horrible at it, man. Like I got lapped in my first race. I got lapped. Clint, not a fan of racing. Games. I've got a game for you. It is called crazy taxi. It's the same thing. You got to go pick up somebody and take him somewhere else, but it is not 30 minutes. It's usually like you have 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. See, that's something I thought you were going to tell me about that Penn and Teller game where it's uh you, you have to drive, like you're supposed to be one of the roadies or something. And you have to drive from like LA to Vegas or something. I'm not sure the exact cities, but it's like eight hours, but the actual game is real lifetime of you driving through the desert for eight hours. And if like, that's it, they don't add anything. It's just emptiness of the desert all around you. But if you don't pay attention to the wheel, you're going to go off the road and die. And then you immediately restart at the beginning of your, your journey. You could be seven and a half hours into playing this game, driving on the desert. And if you go off the side, you start it back at the beginning. Mm. That's what GTA five is to me, by the way. Well, I think, I think what drive has that feature, right? I know it's one of the newer, well, it's been out for a couple of years now, but yeah, one of the new race car games, like, yeah, you drive, like, cross-country, but it's, like, real-time stupid. Like, oh, like, I'm not sitting there. was that the crew? The crew. That's what it, yeah, the crew. But, like, I'm not sitting there for, like, nine, ten hours on a dang old video game. Like, that's not, not right. happening, you know. I mean, I will, but <laughs> not driving across the country, <laughs> you know. Hey, I, mean, I, I don't have the attention span for hey, that, man. The guy that streams... Driving the uh, the semi truck, you seen that guy? He's just oh, yeah. uh, the guys that you know, just driving, you know, like yeah. dropping off deliveries and stuff. Some people get into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't I don't have I don't have the um, patience. I don't have like the I, I can't focus on one thing that long. It's just not going to happen. Crazy, like tax. literally, as soon as I realized it was a thirty minute timer, I was out of there. Yeah. Like immediately, you know what else I noticed? GTA Five. Everybody is horrible at it because I tried to do like these heists and all these different things and failed like ninety percent of them. And it'd be like a per- one person was level one thousand and four, and they're dying multiple times. It's like I'm level five, dude. I'm staying alive over here. Like, how are you dying doing the exact same thing as me right next to me? Right. And it was constant, like. Every time I'd go and try to do something, the team was horrible. Like, I literally sat there in a car earlier today. I'm like, I'm the driver. They got to, like, hack a thing. And we get to the bank, and they're like, oh, don't start the thing until they finish the hack. I've done the hack. I did it yesterday. It takes, like, 25 seconds. We're there for, like, two or three minutes, and I'm thinking, like, are they still in the car? So I get out, and I can see that they're in it, you know. I'm like, okay. I start doing donuts in the car, and I'm thinking, what is happening? And finally, I'm like, okay. I can't figure out how to quit these things, by the way, in in, in uh, GTA Five, and so I just get in the car and I drive down to the <laughs> beach and I drive into the ocean and kill us both, because yeah. then I know that I'm going to be able to exit between the things or whatever. <laughs> well, no, it immediately loaded us back in to the start of this mission, and this person who I was sure was AFK, 
gets out, starts running over to the, to the car for the thing. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how do you think I'm getting in that car with you again? You just wasted like it's eight good. minutes of my <clears throat> time sitting there. And so I'm powered down, went and played Red Dead <laughs> for a little bit. Like, you know, and I'm murdering people by, you know, touching them with my horse then. But still, it's better than everyone in Call of, in, uh, Call of Duty. Everyone in GTA Five is horrible at the game. That so, is what my take. Uh, when you're playing Red Dead experience. Redemption, how do you like riding the horse cross country? So there's a great thing that they have in Red Dead Redemption Part Two, which is what I play. I never played the first one, where you can go. If there's a waypoint set, you hold the button to put it into cinematic mode, and then you just tap the button to go faster, and it autopilots you there the whole way. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> It does kill me when I try to do that sometimes by like having me like run into a rock and like kill me and my horse or like run into a carriage and like disturb someone and they shoot me. Like it's like the whole point of this, you know, it's like an auto auto run feature. It's just supposed to take me there. I can tell you I absolutely hate it at the start, but now it's like, all right, I just take the opportunity. I go on Reddit, you know, I'm sitting there like tapping the button here, reading, you know, texting, went and made uh, went and made lunch, you know, just whatever. But that is the thing <laughs> I hate about Rockstar Games. Why? Why do they have me moving around so much in their games? Make your map 1 20th of the size. That's all I need. One, you know, 1 20th of the running around would be an appropriate amount. I get the feeling you're not going to like uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, I will never play that game. <laughs> I will never play a game by CD, CD Project Wrecked because they lied and deceived everybody and uh, released a garbage game. Well, so, I bought the Steelbook. I remember that. You also bought Battlefield 2042 after you watched me play it. Right. I got that one too. You just have to have all the things. No, 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 no. I didn't buy. I didn't buy Battle Pass. Remember, it came with the Game Pass. Uh, oh, I bought I bought Battlefield, but because oh, it came with a steelbook, I wanted the steelbook. See, you guys, that's 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 your problem right there with the physical edition stuff. That you guys have to have a physical edition. Got to like, yeah, but you bought physical edition. Uh, editions of horrible games. Okay, let me like horrendously bad games. You got a physical edition of Hood Outlaws and Legends, don't you? If they Negative. have one, getting it. Oh, they didn't have it at the time. Everybody <laughs> complaining that you couldn't buy the physical edition. Right. I don't want a physical edition of Cyberpunk or Battlefield 2042 or any other garbage game. You know, you like want a physical of anything. You see this hat? It's physical. Correct. I'm not going to virtually buy it. Do you see my shirt? Hey, you see know. any hey, hey, logos? Clint, logos or anything Clint, on there? Uh, just so you know, when we were at PAX East, um, and Vance and I were standing in line for like two hours to demo this one game. And, uh, and the game was horrible. Actually, the game was pretty decent. Uh, people felt sorry for us or something and started just giving us stuff, right? T-shirts, you know, art. But uh, some of the artwork... You guys dressed like homeless no, people? No, no. Now they like Vance's T-shirt. It was a that Nintendo is. controller T-shirt, right? Yeah. Yep. Nintendo. Yep. Um, but we got some artwork. Um, guess what the artwork is? 
Star Wars. No. Who, Cyberpunk. Who in Outlaws and Legends? <laughs> Prince. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to put it right there. On that wall. Hey, that's out on that's out on uh that's out on uh PlayStation Pass or whatever now, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh how do you spell Twitch? PS plus. Alright, let's look. Let's all take we got three guesses coming up. Jaime, you're the guest, you get to go first. I have searched exactly two things on Twitch ever on this PC, and it is good game radio and hood outlaws and legends. So that I'm makes this search very easy. Seven players. Seven, I'm gonna go five. What was the question? How many players are playing Hooded Outlaws? Hold on. Uh, in the, uh, in the uh, chat, feel free to enter your guesses. How many players or how many viewers are on Twitch viewing Hood Outlaws and Legends? It is the closest without going over. Something higher than seven. <laughs> I mean, it's closest. That is the highest we have ever seen by eight times or something. Right. Wow. Right. I mean, Man, that over. game's surging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 800% increase. Right. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I'm uh, physically ill right now. We were talking about the physical, the physical editions versus digital. Like, some of the things, like I feel like physical is where it's at, just because you know, like there are, you know, you got to think back. Like there's some games that don't have a digital copy; it's like physical. So even with the PlayStation, the Xbox, if you bought the digital version versions, uh, you probably like cut yourself out of like seventy five percent of the catalog because you can, you, like, you can't go buy, you know, like PS three, PS four games and play it in your PS five because it's digital. Same with the Xbox Series S. So it's like you just cut yourself out of like 75% of the catalog. I mean, didn't the PlayStation just have an issue last year where they were going to try and close down their uh, Oh yeah. Vita store? The mm-hmm. the fan the fan the fanboys said, "Uh-uh." Right. And mo- right. a lot of those games are digital only, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not not only digital, but even if you if they weren't digital only, you basically lost your game library. Of stuff you purchased. Well, they right. shut down the servers, right? Of the of the games. No, they were going to close the access to your library. Mm-mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those didn't close back. Right. Wow. Now, hey, Here, here's my thing. If I could have bought a digital edition PS5, I would have, because I didn't put. I think I put. Tony loaned me a game or something on a on a uh, one of these consoles I had. But I would say in the last, like, I've had consoles for, like, the past nine years or something about, uh, somewhere around there that I've started playing again. And I think I've put in a disc in, like, three times in nine years. Mm. Just right. one more thing to move. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with everything that Vance said. I really do agree with what he said, but I'm going to throw something else in the mix. And 
Tony knows this about me, but I am a cheap gamer. I refuse to pay full real retail price unless there's something special that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. I I would I will stand behind this statement that it's cheaper to be a physical gamer than it is to be a digital gamer. True. How many miles do you live from the Best Buy? Probably like twenty. Hmm, so that's 40 miles round trip you're driving. No, you no, no, no. <laughs> Amazon, my friend. <laughs> Ooh, Amazon. Ooh. So that's a delivery fee. And, and, and see, if I'm you prime. time it just Very right, cheap. man, games that are like maybe two months old, three months old, you can get them like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I mean, I showed Tony, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Director's Edition. I, I don't think it had been out for two months. I walked into a Target, got it for seventeen bucks, and I and you know here and here's what here's the truth behind this. You know, retailers want the shelf space; they want to bring in new games so that they can sell it for other or other players want to get the the physical edition too. Guess what? They need to move product, and they're gonna put it insanely low prices to just get them out. I mean, we've seen CD, yeah. Cyberpunk, I know it's not the favorite topic, but it's been as low as five bucks, right? That's uh, five dollars too much, probably. Well, maybe so, <laughs> but but honestly, like it, a, a digital game, it's it's lying on a server. They it does they they don't care about about that. They can keep mm-hmm. it at whatever price, and people are still going to buy it. I'm, I'm I know people are because otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying it's cheaper not to go digital. Right. the opposite mm-hmm. and then another point to Jaime is is like you figure a lot of people didn't have ps5s so how in the world did you make more ps5 games than there are ps5s so who's buying these games like he said so now what we're gonna keep coming out with a game every couple months and then they're not moving off the shelf so be like you know you you got to get them out the store like i said go to shima i bought for 20 dollars like it went on sale walmart and i bought for 20 dollars yeah like like you know, Tony and I talked about that. Like paying full price, full price for a PS5 game is insane because yep. people still don't have them. So, like Jaime said, they got to get off the shelf. So buying digital, nah, can't do it. Can't. So I do actually it. had never. That's all new information to me. The fact that it would be cheaper never popped into my head. So that I mean, there's definitely that's a factor that would make the physical copy have more value, right? I still don't want a physical copy, only because. I move all the time and I'm about to move in a, you know, in the next few months I'm going to move. And then I'm probably going to move a few months after that. And I'm going to keep moving. And that's one more thing to carry, man. I have left so many of my belongings around this country and other countries, like just to, uh, just to move easier. Like it's clutter. That's what that is to me. And it's like, when I go, I took, uh, like I spent some months in Ireland and I took my Xbox and my PlayStation and I put them, you know, where you would normally have your carry on bag with clothes. I had Xbox headsets, stuff like that in there. You should have just you know, taken just... your PlayStation, man. Wouldn't it be better to have a Steam Deck then than a desktop computer? It was coming either way. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I did leave the, so I did leave the desktop. I, I suppose that is a good point. I still. That's what know. we're here for. I, I guess we're here for. Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you. Take words, Tony. That's what we're here for, man. Hey, Baron <laughs> J said you should have told you. me to buy a VR uh, VR kit. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's wrap this episode up. 
Thanks for coming on, Jaime, yeah, man. man. I enjoyed it a lot. That was very interesting hey, stuff. Hey, uh, and, and again, you know, Mexico huge, and all that. huge fan of, of, of the show. You know, every time I see that something pops up, man, I'm trying to listen to you guys. It's 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 been a blast listening to you guys over the last year and a half. You know, keep up the good the good work. Uh, I have know. one very important question before you leave. What up? Do you like Star Wars? Thank you. I yes. have, I, I have <laughs> seen all the movies. All right, everybody, that's Star it for tonight. We uh, guess I'll see you later. <laughs> We're deleting everything. Uh, I got somebody on my team, baby. <laughs> Finally. You know what, Tony? I I feel like that's what was wrong with the stream. The force is weak with that one. <laughs> yes. Hey, what is your dislike of Star Wars? We we can't let them go like that. What is the dislike of Star Wars? Honey? It makes is no it that sense. It's hot garbage man. and uninteresting. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, you know the 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 Jedi's they're 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 basically Ronin samurais with special effects. You know, the, the the force is too much of a it's it's all over the place you know it's a gimmick yeah yeah it's like doesn't he kill like somebody over the screen like chokes him out it's like Darth Vader, <laughs> yes yeah yes. and then in, in one of the later movies somebody shoots a laser at the the kylo ren guy he's like stops the laser come on <laughs> it's the force like, it's no different it's no different no, when it's neo stops Good to game like radio. a thousand bullets by holding Good to his game hands. radio it's 50-50 on whether or not Star Wars no, is trash. But, but let me say this. I have seen all the movies. I have given each and every one a fair shot. The original trilogy were great. I did like those. The second trilogy, you know, man, could have done without the first movie. The second and third kind of were better. The last trilogy, the first one was okay. The, 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 the two follow-ups were just not okay. Now, Star Wars Rogue One. Take out the name Star Wars. Just call it Rogue One. It's a good movie regardless of whether it's a, in the Star Wars universe or not. That's a good movie. And I I haven't seen the TV shows, but it seems like everyone loves The Mandalorian but did not like uh, Boba Fett. The book of that Surprise. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mandalorian, as a, as a non-Star Wars fan, The Mandalorian was a pretty good series somebody said that the best thing about the book of boba fett was when the mandalorian showed up <laughs> no the yes. best thing about the book of boba fett was when it was over <laughs> hey, I, I will say this the first trilogy star wars empire strikes back return of the jedi on vhs was clutch negative clutch clutch the matrix Hot garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. So there's this weird thing that Muddy happens, Jaime, where they Muddy think water. I like The Matrix because I told them I would rather watch a, one of the Matrix movies instead of every Star Wars ever. If I had if I had one choice between this one Matrix movie and every Star Wars movie, I would pick the Matrix movie. They think that means that I like the Matrix. But which Matrix movie? The new one. Nah. With the nah. blue haired girl. Mm, Resurrection. It had a name similar to what the, Tony the first said, Matrix probably. movie, man, ahead of its time. Yeah. Well, the new Matrix movie is a bunch uh, of throwback stuff, like on, a bunch of on, the same shots, Skr- everything else. Skr- <laughs> come on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ahead of its time, George Lucas made a movie in the garage. 
Watch how it. much more ahead of the time you need that? Exactly. How much more? How much more ahead of the time you need? You know what I'm saying? But like, hey, Star Star Wars, good versus evil, always makes for you know great, great movie. I mean, but I worked at the movie theater, and I mean the amount of cosplay that was there for each one is insane. Yeah. When Matrix dropped, you had somebody in a trench coat. That's it. <laughs> and some sunglasses. That's it. Trench coat, sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Did they cosplay the sisterhood of the traveling pants fans? Nah, uh, uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Mm. Matter of fact, speaking of that, I seen like two dudes come out of that movie. Like as far as like like different showings, you know. Of course, wife dragged him, dragged him to it. I was like, man, I feel bad for that guy, boy. <laughs> you know, he like man, Wait, you know, out of the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah, <laughs> the one guy. I mean, like theater full of it. And here's one guy walking out. Were you in there with that one guy? He was no. that one guy. <laughs> no, I worked at the movie theater, you know, so I was the usher cleaning up the theater. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was the guy cleaning up the, you know, the tissue. <laughs> you know. Get us out of here, Tony. All right. Take us out. All right. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us again today for great episode of good game radio with our special guest Jaime, our uh our number one fan so we like to call him uh, appreciate you guys uh, stepping in with us tonight Jaime, and uh, joining the show and having fun with us with all the jokes and stuff yeah. uh if you're listening yeah thank you if you're listening on the podcast uh or audio podcast uh just uh, remember that we also air live uh, on twitch you can follow us there and if you're following us on Twitch, we have an audio podcast you can listen to in the car of the uh, of the same show. So check that out. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to us or at least following us, uh, be sure you uh, give us a, a follow or sus- uh, subscribe to us. And uh, we'll check you guys later. Later. Peace.